3: I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And man, do we have a busy, busy show today. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you right now what we're calling today's show, Not a Relative of Mind. Uh, Because we're going to go into a lot of deep stuff, man. A lot of deep stuff. You know, I talk about it all the time, that man is a threefold being. You know, I am a spirit. I live in a body. I possess a consciousness. Consider this the real me is the spirit. You know, the eyes are the window to the soul. You have to look in my eyes to see the real me. The real me is my spirit. My body is the medium by which my spirit expresses itself and possesses a consciousness. Think about it plant life exists on a physical plane. Animal life that we're going to talk about today, animal life exists on a physical and conscious plane, socially, but man has a third plane. We live on a physical, a conscious, and a spiritual plane. And I'm going to suggest today that that conscious and that spirit, those two combined, is truly what makes us so unique. Consider that in the same degree by which the plant life is separated from the animal life by the inclusion of the consciousness So man is separated from the typical animal life by the inclusion of the spirit aspect of his nature. Consider that. And today I want to discuss what makes man so different than all other creatures. It has been said that man is an animal. However, we are different than other animals. We have many things that no other creature possesses. We are called to have dominion. Over the fish of the air, the fowl, I mean the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth.
0: And now, story time with Mr. Black.
3: A group of frogs were traveling through the woods, and two of them fell into a deep, deep pit. When the other frogs saw how deep the pit was, they told the two frogs that they were as good as dead. The two frogs ignored the comments of the other frogs and continued their effort to jump out, jump up and jump out of the pit, and they put all their might into it. The other frogs watched their effort and continued to tell them to stop, tell them that they were as good as dead. They were doing their best to discourage them, from making any wasted effort. After a while, the two frogs were starting to get discouraged, although they continued to jump. Finally, one of the frogs took heed to what the other frogs were saying and gave up. He fell down, and he died. Not willing to give up the fight, the other frog continued to jump as hard as it could, once again The crowd of frogs yelled at him to stop the pain, stop it, just die, kind of like Lot's wife. Ignoring them, the other frog continued to jump harder and harder each time, and eventually he made it out. When the one frog who got out talked to the other frogs, the other frogs asked, Did you not hear us? The frog explained to them that he was deaf. He thought that they were encouraging him the whole time. Ladies and gentlemen, this story reminds us of two truths. It gives us two lessons. First, there is power of life and death in the tongue, the good book says. An encouraging word to someone who is down can lift them up and help them make it through the day. The right word at the right time can change someone's life forever maybe even save someone's life. Proverbs 18:21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 12, Jesus goes in depth on this issue. says, Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit, you brood of vipers. How can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out of his good store of treasure, and the evil man brings evil things out of his evil store of treasure. But I tell you that men will give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by you words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Which brings us to our second truth, the second lesson from the story about the frogs. A destructive word to someone who is down can be all it takes to kill their hopes, to kill their will, to kill their drive, to kill their desire, to kill their effort and their belief, to kill them. In other words, the wrong words at the right time, if someone allows it, can steal destroy and kill. The hope and effort at all change. We must remember our words can change beliefs and that change in beliefs affects what we do and how we do it. Proverbs 24:16 tells us that a righteous man will stumble seven times and get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. We must be aware Be careful of what we say and why we say it. Speak life to those who cross your path. There is power in our tongue, power in our words. It is sometimes hard to understand that an encouraging word can go such a long way. But it can, and it can be a difference maker. Anyone can speak words that tend to rob another of their spirit, especially in difficult times. Special is the individual will take the time to encourage another. We are told in 1 Thessalonians 5.11 to therefore encourage one another and build one another up. This is so important. We should make it part of our identity. It is who we are. The word encourage means to put courage into someone, no matter what the circumstances. As leaders, we need to encourage people anyway. As Mother Teresa reminded us, What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world your best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you've got anyway. You see, in the final analysis... It is between you and our God. It was never between you and them anyways. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to go into what is the big difference maker? What does separate humankind from the rest of the animal world? Because as the Bible reminds us, we are kind. What kind are you? Are you the kind that lifts people up that encourage them? Are you giving them a hand out? Or are you the kind that looks to push people down? You give them a hand out to trip them up, to push them down. And today, I want to go into that one trait that makes us totally unique as creatures. That one trait. And if you want to know what it is, you're going to have to come back in a couple minutes. I am Mr. Black. And we'll be right back. He or she
0: is a slimy-sided, frog-mouthed, silt-eating slug with the brains of a turtle.
3: Way down in the hole. Way down in the hole. Way down in the
2: hole. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Viktor Frankl.
3: Cool, voiceover, zany sound effect.
0: Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app.
1: As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard.
0: Join Andrew Parker this Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570.
3: I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie.
0: Join the Freedom Insider Club, and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, The Cost of My Faith, How a Decision in My Cake Shop Took Me to the Supreme
3: Court, Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Are you giving to the world a smile? Sunny smile. Helping lessen someone's dreary mind. Dreary do you greet the world with song, as through life you pass along, cheering those whom you may meet along life's way? Amen. I am Mr. Black, and today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going deep. You might need, a new, need some, uh, some scuba gear, because we're going to go real deep. Uh, well, you're talking about biology, or anthropology, or evolution, or all that stuff. To me it all mixes, it all blends, it's not separate. I believe that is my gifting that God has given me. I take the complex fields of biology and psychology and uh, the basics of tr- you know, what you call disciplines of transactional analysis and neuro-linguistic programming and logotherapy and constant never-ending improvement emotional intelligence, uh, I wrap it up in, in the Word of God, because to me it's all connected. And I tell a story in my leadership class. And if you want to read about my leadership training I've been doing for 30 years, that's transformational. That's been the precipice for me being on this radio. You can go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, and you can read about uh, my two-and-a-half-day training that will change your life forever. And I teach people how to get rid of things that are holding them back. And so I share a story about uh, uh, monkey brains. You know, in some countries, when they want to to pay tribute to you, they'll serve a a meal in your honor, uh, and they'll serve delicacies, and depending on the region, depending on the history of that region, uh, depends on what they will serve, what that delicacy is. And I always reference the monkey brains, because years ago, I had uh, saw a, a story about this, and it was at an important time in my life, so the story really stuck with me. And it was how they catch these monkeys to get these, quote, monkey brains, which is the delicacy, if you will. And so what they do is, and I saw this picture, they would would take a coconut and they'd bore out the white flesh and they'd put raw rice in that coconut. And then they'd put these coconuts uh, at the base of the jungle, the forest. And some of these, I've, I've done a little research since, and sometimes this coconut would be tethered to a tree, sometimes not. But you'll get the point no matter what. And so what happens is uh, these gentlemen, these village people who want to catch these monkeys, uh, will be hiding in a tree. It's kind of like a deer bluff. It's a a bush uh, that's been kind of hollowed out on the inside where someone, a small person could fit inside there and basically be camouflaged, be hidden. And in that bush, while that person's in there waiting, they would have a very sharp blade. And so what happened, uh, these monkeys crossed the, the tree line. And they're looking around, they see something on the jungle floor. Uh, they look for any predator, any enemy, any man uh, before coming down. And once they see the coast is clear, they they climb down the, the the tree and they they pick up the coconut. And they can see that there's something in the coconut. So they take their little monkey hand, stick it in the coconut, and grab a handful of rice. Now, to a monkey, uh, I don't care how intelligent you think they are. They do not have opposable thumbs. They do not know how to use and control fire. They usually do not have a pot nor a proper water source. And so raw rice to that creature is absolutely useless. And so they grab a handful of rice and they go to pull their hand out of the coconut, but they can't. You know why. Because the hand in the form of a fist is much larger than a relaxed hand. And I don't care if you're a primate or a human. Now, if you put something in the middle of that palm of your hand and close it up, it's actually going to be a little bit bigger. And so that monkey has a handful of raw rice. It goes to pull its hand out. It can't. And so it keeps pulling. It can't. So it starts to panic. So it runs to the tree right there, and it goes to climb the tree. But here's the problem. Have you ever wanted to climb a tree with a coconut stuck on your hand? Even with a tail, i got to believe it's pretty difficult, Right? So instead of letting go of that rice, which, again, let me remind you, has no value whatsoever to that monkey, unless that monkey is going to a monkey wedding. Outside of that, that raw rice has no value. So any intelligent creature would just let go what it's holding on to since it had no value and pull its hand out. But it's not, and it d- doesn't. So what it does is it attempts to break the coconut off its hand by beating it on the tree right in front of it. Now, right next to that tree is a person with a sharp blade and a single process. One hand grabs the top of the head and the other hand removes the head, just like the lightsaber you just heard, right? And so in that person's hand is the monkey's head that has the monkey brains and the body collapses. And then when I tell that story in class, I always say, what a stupid monkey, not a relative of mine. And that's where today's title came from, not a relative of mine. Now, I know that they call this thing the theory of evolution, and you might want to look up the word theory. It's not the science of evolution. Uh, For all those people out there that think everybody that voted for Trump is a troglodyte that believes that the world is flat, that's not true at all. We're very intelligent, critical thinkers. Uh, and so you would have to go uh, to another book called The Origin of the Species. And by the way, that's why I tell people, you know, we have an Internet. And then Internet is good for more than just looking at porn. Because one out of every three Internet searches, look it up, is for porn. Matter of fact, Google released its uh, search results. And from 12 midnight to 3 a.m., let me tell you the three words that are most searched. And this is per Google's report last year. Depression, suicide, porn. So from 12 a.m. to 3 a.m., when most people think everybody else is sleeping and they're on their computer, they're looking up depression, they're looking up suicide, and they're looking up porn when they think nobody else is looking. And so the good thing about the Internet is you can basically access almost any book you want. That's why I love Bible study. Today, you don't need to go to seminary. You have everything that anybody's ever been to seminary has available to them on the Internet. And that's what I love about the Internet, because I'm on the Internet by 4 o'clock in the morning, maybe 5. I'm at my office doing Bible study. And just so you know, I'm not looking at porn. I'm actually doing real Bible study. But you can Google the book. It's called The Origin of Species, and that's by Darwin. And there's actually one of the chapters, it's been years since I read it, seven or eight, that actually gives uh, all the reasons why his theory might be flawed. But let me give you a single reason that Darwin himself said his theory is flawed. It's called single-cell simplicity. Single-cell simplicity. And what Darwin posited is that if a single-cell organism, like an amoeba, is more than a simple organism, then his entire theory is flawed. Now, during... Darwin's time, let's say microscopes had the power of 100 magnification. Today, we have microscopes that are able to magnify things 100,000 times. 100,000 wow. times. Yeah, that's why you can see the coronavirus and it looks like a monster that attacked Tokyo that Godzilla is going to fight, you know, because, that, because you can magnify something 100,000 times. And so here's what we found out now. That if you take the nucleus of a cell, single cell amoeba, the nucleus by itself, there's enough DNA material, ATCG DNA material, in the nucleus of that single cell amoeba, to fill up an entire set of Encyclopedia Britannicas. Yeah. Now most of you don't know what an encyclopedia is. You you think an encyclopedia is Wikipedia? An encyclopedia is books that are about uh, you know four hundred to six hundred pages. Each book, uh, number 10 font, double side printed on both sides, about 24 books, because not 26, because some letters were grouped together. That's how much DNA is in a nucleus of a single-cell amoeba. Now, if you take the entire cell, the amoeba, that single cell, supposedly there is enough DNA in that cell to fill up 1,000 sets of Encyclopedia Britannica. 1,000 sets. That's intense. And so I always tell people, you know where you'll find single-cell simplicity? Right next to jackalopes and unicorns. And if you don't know why I say jackalopes or unicorns, you might want to read a book now and then that does have smutter vampires in it. Because that is the truth. There's a lot of things that we can call science that aren't science at all. There's a lot of things that we believe for years, maybe even decades, that aren't true at all. So one thing I've realized in doing the research I've done for my radio show, for my training over the last 30 years, is there's a lot of things that people believe to be true that aren't. Uh, in the book, Biology of Belief, uh, we are always told that the, the nucleus drove the cell. But Bruce Lipton, in his best-selling book, said we've been wrong. He said what really drives the cell, we've learned to figure it out, is the cell membrane. It's the study of epigenetics. Look it up, epigenetics. Dr. Caroline Leaf's done a lot of work with it as well. And he said it is the cell membrane that drives the cell, not the nucleus. And so he then goes on to say this incredible statement. So we are technically a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. And the ultimate environment is in our minds, is in our head. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. And what we want to do at Like It Matters, whether it's in our leadership training at likeitmatters.net, on this radio show, on our podcast, Living Life Like It Matters, is to help you with the battle in the mind. And so after break, I want to give you 12 things that separates mankind from the rest of the animal kingdom, because even though people call us animals, the Bible says very clearly, let us make man in our image, in God's image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created him, male and female, he created them. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the God class. We were made to create and the question for you today is what are you creating between the stimulus and the response? I am black and I'll be right back) okay.
0: Is it possible to truly love your enemy? Discover the truth behind the Israeli-Palestinian conflict as never before in the award-winning film, Hope in the Holy Land. An enlightening, politically nuanced, and morally sensitive look at both sides with real stories from Jews, Muslims, and Christians who've lived through the years of war in search of peace. Don't miss Hope in the Holy Land, available now at SalemNow.com. Watch this film and pass it on. Go to SalemNow.com today.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today on Like It Matters Radio, the title is not a relative of mine. And really what I want to establish here that although uh, I might give you that we are part of the, quote, animal kingdom, we are not an animal. Yeah, we might be have similar traits, but we are distinguished in so many ways. Remember, we live on three planes, the physical plane we live on a conscious plane and we also live on a spiritual plane that no other creature and by the when i say creature i mean created being because that's what a creature is look at the word don't you hear don't you see it creature c r e a t create right we're created beings that's what the word creature means and so we might have some similarities to other creatures, but we are unique creatures. We have things that no other creature has. And the most important one I'm going to suggest to you, of course, is spirit, because we were made in the image of God. That's what Genesis 1.26 tells us, right? Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But Genesis 1.26 says, let us make man in our image under our likeness. That's the key. So we were made in the God class. Yes, we are lower than the angels, the Bible says, but we were made to create. And that's what's so incredible about our mind. To think is to create. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. This is what the, the good book tells us, that we were made to create and thoughts create so many things. Matter of fact, epigenetics tells us that we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And those thoughts can technically change our makeup. That's what epigenetics epigen- about. It's about the ability to turn on and turn off switches on our DNA. You might not technically change the DNA makeup, but you turn certain m- molecules on and off based on lot of other environmental issues, and one of the, one, those being our words. Uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, she has two books. I think it's called Who Turned Off My Brain and Turn On Your Brain, or Who Shut Off My Brain and Turn On Your Brain. Uh, she, she posits a lot about this. Uh, she's a Christian, but she's also a, a scientist. She's a doctor, uh, and she says that basically we can do brain surgery on herself with our words. She says that 87% of diseases are psychosomatic. And I have this uh, this from a geneticist, uh, Sharon Briggs, senior scientist of applied genomics at Helix. She says, quote, it is often said that humans are 99.9% identical. Think about that. That's why you hear, you know, uh, monkeys, you know, chimpanzees were 96. I've heard the figure as high as 98% similar. You know, it's all, we all come from the same god goo. I, I think the lowest animal might be, I could be wrong, is 50% of similar genetic makeup is a I mean all the weirdest of creatures. You know cats. Cats are ninety percent of the same genetic ninety percent genetically similar as so you gotta realize that we have three billion. The number is three billion base pairs of information. So think about that. If we are ninety nine point nine percent identical, right, what makes us unique is a measly point one percent, And if you know what percent, you've got to add two more zeros. So it's .001 of our genome. This may seem insignificant, but what these declarations fail to point out is that the human genome is made up of three billion base pairs, as I said, which means .1% is still equal to three million base pairs. Think about that. Three million base pairs. In those 3 million differences lie the changes that give you red hair instead of blonde or green eyes instead of blue. You can find changes that increase your risk of obesity or others that decrease your risk of heart disease. Differences that make you taller or lactose intolerant or allow you to even run faster. So to finish this quote by Sharon Briggs, Uh, It says, we each carry 3 billion base pairs of information inside us with the potential to unravel a piece of the mystery that makes us all so fundamentally human. At the end of the day, we are still more similar than we are different. Did you hear that? We are more similar than we are different. But we are just beginning to understand how important our differences are. And so now I got an article from Lisa Martyr. Uh, It was from thought code. Now, please hear this. This woman's an evolutionist. She's a Darwinist. See, as a leader, you got to be able to take in data and take in stuff, I should say, and be able to filter out the lie, be able to filter out part of it that's not valid. But so many people, Dave, they don't like someone or they disagree with someone on one thing. They discard that person. They cancel them. But the problem is they could be right 90 percent of the time and maybe it's just 10 percent they're off. We're all off a little bit. There's only one person with omniscience, and that's called God. That person is called God, Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elohim, right? That's God. He has omniscience. And if you don't know what omniscience means, remember, I'm an etymologist by trade. It means perfect knowledge. That's what, uh, that's what it means, perfect knowledge uh, with omniscient. That means God cannot learn anything. He knows everything. He knows our first day. He knows our last day before we even uh, sell he knew it all. He's not surprised by anything. So technically, it's impossible to disappoint God. So in this article from ThoughtCo, by our evolutionists, by a Darwinist, uh, there's some things I don't agree with, but the basis of what this person is saying is the basis of truth. Humans have much in common with other mammals on Earth in terms of physiology, but are most like two other living primate species in terms of genetics and morphology. The chimpanzee and the bonobo, or bonobo, I don't know how you pronounce it, with whom we spent the most time on the phylogenetic tree. That's so cool. Phylogenetic tree. However, as much like the chimpanzee and bonobo as we are, the differences are vast. And so I just thought it was interesting. Uh, She goes through, this ThoughtCo article, goes through what they say are 11 differences, but I would suggest it's 12. So number one, she says the larynx the voice box. Uh, Dr. Philip Lieberman of Brown University explained on NPR's The Human Edge that after humans diverged from an early ape ancestor more than 100,000 years ago. Now, here's the problem. I don't know how old the earth is, okay? Uh, when When God created Adam, how old was he? He wasn't a baby. Was he 30 years old? Was he 25 years old? Was he 16 years old? But think about it. God can create anything at any state. Just like he created Adam as an adult, that's what the Bible says, He created the earth, and there's something called the gap theory, and it's between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. There could be an unlimited amount of what we call time, but before – remember, God existed pre-time-wise. He's pre-existent, and so we got to ask ourselves, when did time begin? That's a totally different radio show. I have an answer for you, but not for this radio show. So I believe in the gap theory. That between Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and Genesis 1-2, what says the earth was void and formless, something cataclysmic happened because God never creates anything void and formless. And so there was a gap there, a gap there. So I don't know. The earth could be uh, 8 billion years old. Who knows? But I can tell you, man, the uh, existence of man, by my book, cannot be more than 7,000 years. So a hundred thousand years get all that's weird, but the voice box is unique to human beings that we can talk and we can do the things that we do. Goes on to say the shoulder. Human shoulders have evolved in such a way that, according to David Green, an anthropologist at George Washington University, the whole joint angles out horizontally from the neck like a coat hanger. This is in contrast to the ape shoulder, which is pointed more vertically. We all know this one, the hands and opposable thumbs, right? Although other primates also have opposable thumbs, meaning they can be moved around to touch the other fingers, imparting the ability to grasp, the human thumb differs that of other primates in terms of exact location and size, okay? So according to the the powers that be, humans have a relatively longer and more distally placed thumb. Number four, naked, hairless skin. Although there are other uh, mammals that are hairless, the whale, elephant, rhinoceros, to name a few, humans are the only primates to have mostly naked skin. And again, they go to humans evolved that way. I'm not going to go. And by the way, if you look up evolution, by the way, look up micro, macro, huge difference. Micro, macro. Uh, We all uh, evolve to a degree. Are you married? Have you been married longer than six months? Then you've evolved, man, right? You have to change a lot of things, Right. You know what I'm talking about. man. we had to change a lot when we're single and then when we have kids, right? I don't know about you, but when I had my, my daughter, my firstborn of the four, uh, my view of women changed drastically. It evolved. You got my point? So number five, standing upright and bipedalism. One of the most significant traits is that human beings uh, stand upright. Okay. Blushing response. Right? The expression of emotions in man and animals. Uh, Charles Darwin said that blushing is the most peculiar and the most human of all expressions. We all know the human brain. The human brain is, uh, we don't even know what it's capable of. In my leadership training, I go into the human brain and how it works in the unconscious brain. And Number eight, the mind, imagination, creativity, forethought, something that other animals do not possess, which I think starts bringing us into the main difference between us and other animals. Number nine, religion and awareness of death, right? It's huge. Most animals, my cat, Susan, isn't running around wanting to know about the meaning of life, about God, and how long she's going to live. She just wants to be fed and loved. That's all she wants, right? Storytelling, right? Animals don't do storytelling, Humans have a unique type of memory, which is called episodic memory. I've talked about Episodic memory is probably closest to what we typically mean when we use the word remember rather than know. Number 11, biochemical factors. Uh, And then number 12, which he doesn't really count as a 12. They say 11 is the future of the species. Humans are both unique and paradoxical. While they are most advanced species intellectually, technologically, and emotionally, extending human lifespans, creating artificial intelligence, traveling to outer space, showing great acts of heroism, altruism, and compassion, they also have the capacity to engage in violent, cruel, and destructive behavior. And after the break, I'm gonna tell you what I believe is the number one difference, and really, it's about hope and our future. And I am black, we'll be right back. I don't feel safe in this world no I don't wanna die in a nuclear war. I wanna send away to a distant shore.
1: We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project.
0: Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include freedom1570.com, our free app at radio.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, Rackshack2go.com or RackshackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone. And your crew needs a lift. Go to Rackshack2go.com for pickup or RackshackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that. Rackshack
3: attack. Rackshack barbecue. Ooh,
2: ooh, ooh. yeah. Need new windows, but don't want to sit through long high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My3Quotes online. That's My3Quotes.
3: <laughs> oh, John, 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 you are so good. I am Mr. Black, uh, and today at Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about not a relative of mine. You know, a little side note here, ladies and gentlemen, you know, John's the producer. He dro- puts all the drops in all the music, and I never know what he's doing. He just listens to the show, and he's, he and I float together, and he uh, he's put a big old smile on my face today because... Uh, you're right. It's the Lion King. It's the, the, the circle of life. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the difference between human beings and the rest of the animal kingdom. I'm going to tell you right now. So let me back up and let me retrace. Man is a threefold being. I am spirit. I live in a body. I possess a consciousness. The real me is my spirit. The body that you look at, this carbon-based life form, this carbon-based vehicle, what the Bible calls a tabernacle, a tent, uh, is the medium by which my spirit expresses itself. This is how I get around on this world, right? And then I possess a consciousness, right? And again, let me back it up just to remind you, plant life exists on a physical plane. Animal life exists on a physical and a conscious plane, right? They can communicate with each other. They can communicate with human beings, maybe not through words, although if you're a parrot or something like that, but as a general, they don't communicate with words to human beings. And then we have man. Man's life exists on a physical, a conscious, and a spiritual plane. And I'm going to suggest to you that it is those last two, that conscious and spiritual plane. That those two combine. It is that double helix. You know, we talk so much about DNA. It's, I think it was Watkins and Crick, I think the two, that established that DNA was a double helix. And by the way, just before that, uh, they read something else that made them change their mind. But they were positing that DNA was a, a, a triple strand, a triple strand, not a double helix, a triple helix. But that double helix of DNA, there's also a double helix I talk about a lot of time time, called emotional intelligence, right? The right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right person, direct to the right person in the right way. It is emotional intelligence, EQ, emotional quotient. And our emotional quotient, if you were to take a fourth-grade child, is a better barometer for success than their IQ is. Think about that. We are living in a time uh, that we are emotionally hijacked. We are living in a time that emotions seem to override reason anymore. If you look at the whole Black Lives Matter movement, the whole Antifa, the whole progressive movement that Biden's pushing, the, the racism that now that's becoming institutionalized and racism, as long as black people are not the ones being hurt by racism, it's okay. Uh, and if you notice nowadays there's a lot of things not being reported because it has to feed the narrative of critical race theory that black people uh, are 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 victims uh, that they're, uh, they're uh, you know, downtrodden and that all white people are evil uh, and, and that they are, are mean. And you're seeing it play out in the streets. I told you in Dallas it's reported that a four-year-old white boy was kidnapped by an 18-year-old black gentleman. By the way, I just read a little more. He knew the family. Uh, and that child, a couple hours later, was dead on the street. Uh, I can see another story. They're all over the place about a white person being attacked by a group of black people and no one reports it. You never hear about the race. Only time you hear about race. Look at the pattern. Check me on this. Look at it. Pay attention. I, I see patterns. Whenever a person, a white person does something to a black person, race is always established immediately. And there's always a motive of racism in there. However, notice the articles. Whenever a person of color, a black person, does something to a white person, kills them, assaults them, abuses them, uh, there's never talk about the color except, except there's one exception, if that black person claims that they did what they did because the other person did a racial slur. That's the only time. Otherwise, mark my words. And this is why you got to be aware of what's going on. I'm talking about the ability to swirl our consciousness with our spirit. And what I'm talking about now is the ability to bring hope. You know, it is nationally Mental Health Awareness Month, the month of May. And what I do is I deal with the battle between the stimulus and the response. Before the pandemic, there were roughly 45 million Americans struggling with depression that we knew of because they were on medication. And now if you look at all the data over the last year and a half where we separated people, where people stopped working out, where people put on weight, where people have been separated from people, drug addiction going through the roof, alcoholism going through the roof, uh, child abuse going through the roof, spousal abuse going through the roof, uh, uh, depression, all going through the roof. You realize how many millions of people are losing their home that they'll never be able to get back because of the later years of their life? You realize how many millions of people? are losing a business or lost a business that they've had for 20, 30 years, and now they're in their 50s or 60s that can never, ever replace it? You're telling me there's a lot of consequences from this whole pandemic, what I call a plandemic. Uh, This is a bad flu bug. That was basically used uh, for another reason. I'm being honest with you. There have not been 500,000 people that have died in this country from the, the coronavirus. I, I would guarantee that I'd put my life on that. Now, they might have died with it, but not from it, period. And if you take away about the 100,000 uh, elderly in nursing homes that the Democratic governors slaughtered and killed by putting them in a precarious position— then you won't see that number as high, not even close to as high. uh, About 25, I think in Michigan, 33% of the deaths were from people in nursing homes, elderly. But no one's talking about that because it doesn't fit the narrative. And so let me tell you what depression is. Depression is this. My life sucks today, and tomorrow will be no different. See, an animal has no reason to think anything's going to change. The situation they're in, that's what they're in. They don't contemplate. They don't have hope. They don't look forward. They just exist. They just live. And a lot of people over the last year and a half, this pandemic, this shutting down, and we keep being told it's all for the good of everybody else. If you love people, you do this. If you love people, you'll stay home. If you love people, you, you'll get a, a an injection in your arm that you don't know what it is. But I can tell you this, look up two things, luciferase, that's Lucifer, the devil's name, with A-S-E at the end of it, look that up, and then look up hydrogel, hydrogel, one word. Those are two things that they say are in it. And when you read what those two things are, outside of aborted body parts and all that um, uh, mRNA, outside of all that other stuff, just look up those two words, and you will see what's in that. That's why I'm not getting one. I'm letting my immune system. But I want to let you know that the greatest thing that separates us from the animal kingdom is our ability to encourage. Our ability. And to me, encouragement and hope go together. Even the good book tells us that. That we have to have hope. And then we need to be able to share the reason we have that hope. Why do you think it's called the good news? Think about it. That's what gospel means. Just so you know, the word gospel, if you go back to its roots of what it means. Whether you talk, I think it's the I think it's Hebrew. I'm sorry. I think it's Greek. Is means good news. What does good news do to you? It gives you hope. It's an encouragement. Our words have the ability to build up or destroy. That's how I started this radio show with the story time with Mister Black about the two frogs who fell into the hole. And if you missed this show, if you didn't hear the whole thing. You need to listen to the whole thing. This is a production. You don't go into a play on the fourth act. You don't watch a movie three quarters of the way through unless you've seen it before, right? And so the same thing here. So go to likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this full message and you can also listen to all the other archive messages. So, very, very important. But this is about hope, ladies and gentlemen. Let me challenge you who are you encouraging on a daily basis? I have this thing called wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog, where I send out the word of God daily to all over the world, to eight continents, uh, to thousands of people. Why? To be hopeful, to give people encouragement. As dark as everything's going, I mean, Biden and his administration are destroying this country rapidly, and we need to be able to give people hope. For those of us that are Christians who are, are, don't just identify as Christians, but we actually serve the living Christ Boy, it's it's getting dark out there. We need to encourage one another. We need to give words of hope. See, here's what hope is. Hope says no matter what's going on today, tomorrow can be better. And let me challenge you. Who is hopeful because you are sharing their life? Who has a reason to pick their eyes up off the ground and look forward? Don't be a stupid monkey. Monkeys don't encourage each other. Monkeys don't give other monkeys hope. We are different. I didn't come from an ape. I didn't come from a monkey, neither did you. You were created for unique purposes. For God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope, do you hear it? In the future. For I have prepared for you in advance good works for you to walk through. Even God wants to give us hope. Remember, you were made in the God class. Give people hope. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future. Reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
0: If you Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Ringing Liberty.